0: Sup y'all and welcome to Press On Sports, I'm Jack Vita, the only podcast where you will not hear a single second spent debating LeBron's greatness. I am, as I mentioned, I am Jack Vita and today we're going to have our first NBA show. It's kind of crazy that we haven't gone deep into the NBA yet. We haven't even spent any time talking about the NBA. We've been going, we've had so much with college basketball, the Masters, the start of baseball, and I got a couple guys who are going to join me in a second that are super knowledgeable about the game. We're going to be doing our Press On Sports NBA Preview Show. So this will be a good one. You guys are going to, you guys are going to want to listen to this. If you missed my last podcast, I had Sam Quiet with me, and we did a similar thing for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it was a lot of fun. So if you're that interests you, go and check it out. Without much further ado, I'm going to bring in a guy, you know him, from March Madness. He helped me all the way throughout the tournament, leading up to the tournament. Here's Evan Myers. How's it going, Jack? I'm doing well, Evan. How are you? Good.
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me back on the show.
0: (laughs) It's it's good to have you back. (laughs) And you and I, we have been really deep on college basketball, so... Yeah, we have. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, we have a guy who's now our third guy who's going to be joining us. Um, the best NBA broadcasts are three man booths. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> and uh, so, this is a guy who, while we were deep on college basketball, he was uh, maintaining a healthy NBA diet, or some would say unhealthy. It's, uh, you know him from the baseball show, it's Jordan Mordini.
2: Hey, hey guys, how's it how's it going?
0: Thanks for having me back, Jack. It's good to have both you guys back. First of all, I hope you guys can get along with each other.
2: <laughs> hey, we'll do our best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so this should be a lot of fun. Really, I guess the best place to start was we're gonna go. Let's go round by round. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go first round really, but we're gonna go matchup by matchup, and let's talk about. Let's start it on the first one in the West, which it was a photo finish between the Timberwolves and the Nuggets last night. Great game, right guys?
1: Fantastic game. Yeah, that was that was excellent.
0: And Evan, were you did were either of you guys watching the Bulls Pistons game last night?
1: I was not, no. I watched a very,
0: very small portion. <laughs> of that Jordan, game. uh, Evan and I are grateful for giving the bulls a nice win last or (laughs) the win in the form of a loss (laughs)
2: last night yeah the pistons were throwing out about their maybe d d league (laughs) roster as that game went on so it was uh it was definitely time to
1: turn the channel once
2: i started to see some of the guys in that game so so there's
1: hey we do appreciate we do appreciate the 32 point beating (laughs) though (laughs)
2: yeah no problem we don't have our first round pick either so that game did not matter
0: yeah yeah very uh kind of you guys to help us out and there was actually the timberwolves last night they looked a lot like the what 2014 bulls yeah so it was another victory for chicago
2: seeing them win a lot of
1: familiar faces
2: yeah and really, that's how, that's how this team is fully assembled. Yeah. yeah. You look at a lot of their key pieces, Butler, Taj Gibson, I have D. Rose coming off the bench. It's just, and of course, Thibodeau coaching him. It's just a very interesting roster on how those guys all came back together. And let's not forget Jeff Teague, the brother of who could, who
0: could forget Marquise Teague.
1: <laughs> I remember Marquise
0: Teague. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Our first matchup, this is the first one you'll see if you're following along on your brackets. It's the Houston Rockets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And really, what are the I'll go with uh, I'll go with you, Jordan. What are you looking for in this series?
2: Well, first, I'm really, I guess happy that the Timberwolves won last night because I think that makes this series a little bit more intriguing. Um, I think the Nuggets will get there, but they're still young. A lot of their key pieces are still young and kind of on the borderline to jumping into stardom, where as you look at this Timberwolves roster, you have Towns, you have Butler. I mean, those guys are intriguing. This team should be a playoff team, so I think it was nice to see them get in. To me, this series, (laughs) Houston is an interesting team because as they've played so well throughout the season, you still kind of wonder how it's going to translate into playoff basketball when the intensity picks up. We've seen some of the guys on the roster, you know, Harden at times in the playoffs and CP3 at times in the playoffs struggle. But to me, this is a series, I think it's a good early test for Houston. I think that lines up nicely because I think it gets them ready for kind of the next, the next round and then the next round after that. Um, so I like Houston in this series. I think they match up well. I think Harden and CP3 will play well. Um, I like them in five maybe six
1: games yeah and Jordan I agree with a lot of those points um I think the matchup is very good for the Rockets uh you got a team like Minnesota who when I think of them I don't think of a ton of three-point shooters on the team uh maybe Crawford off the bench uh but Wiggins can struggle Butler struggles um and Teague is he's not known for his three-point shot um so I think in terms of being able to keep up behind the arc, Minnesota's definitely at a disadvantage. Um, but it will be interesting to see Houston going forward. Just what you, what you mentioned. I mean, how far has Chris Paul made it in the playoffs? Do we know? Is that semifinals? Jack, you know? I believe semifinals. He yeah, never played so, in the
0: conference finals.
1: I mean, this could be. We'll see. This could be his first year at it, and he's he's over thirty. So um, it will be interesting to see moving forward how Paul and Harden do, and um, how they continue to work things out because. I really did not think this team was going to work the way it did this year.
0: Me neither. And I I think that's a good point you bring up, Evan, because I'm pretty sure Mike D'Antoni has never been in a conference finals before
1: either. Yeah. Well, and I think I was hearing last night they were saying his playoff record is 32 and 38. Yeah, it's below 500. Something like that, Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they were talking about that a bit on ESPN. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting. You got a few guys that they they all know what the playoffs is like, um, but can they can they continue to piece together their their crazy good year right now and and keep moving forward?
2: Yeah, and I think a lot with what will have to be with their playoff success is going to be a lot of these role guys. A lot of these role guys have played extremely well all year long. You've had Clint Capella kind of emerge as a really good center option. You've had a lot of these guys like Gordon and Ryan Anderson shoot the ball extremely well with the way their offense runs. Those guys are going to have to be able to knock down shots in the playoffs for them to be successful.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you guys. Is there any anything else you want to talk about on this series?
1: Um, I think we gotta mention real quick, uh Luke Mbaamute was injured earlier. Um so it w- someone will have to pick up his slack. Um he was he's not quite so important as Gordon and Anderson and the other guys that you were mentioning, but um it will be something looking ahead if he's if he misses extended time past the first round, um it could hurt them moving forward. But that's the only thing. So
2: Yeah, I would say where that'll come into kind of play is when you need him kind of as a defensive option on a player. Um, he's, he's a good defensive option for them. He's been a key c- to kind of help that defense throughout the year. So not having him, and I'm not sure when he's officially back. I think it said he could miss up to four weeks. Um, so he's definitely going to miss the first series. I'm not sure how that'll play in the second and third series potentially. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely kind of a small key piece for them that they're going to be missing. Yeah, so we'll see. we'll see how they have to work through that.
0: But you guys both like the Rockets, I would assume.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, would say, I would say I like them in, I want to say five games, but I do feel like the Timberwolves, with their star power, could potentially take two here. It could be a six-game series.
1: Yeah, I think Rockets in six sounds about right. Um, again, this was a Timberwolves team that, prior to Butler's injury, could have been maybe a four or five seed, and all of a sudden they're um, they fall down to an eight and they get in on a on a crazy game last night. So yeah, I think Rockets and Six sounds good.
0: Yeah, I would argue, I think that this is my personal opinion. I think Jimmy Butler is the most important player on their team. Uh, I would say Towns is the greatest talent, but I think I think Butler, the way he serves you as a wing player defensively, offensively, He's super important and Wiggins hasn't quite progressed into the star that a lot of us had expected him to be at this stage. And so yeah, I think I mean that's that's a big piece they're getting back. I think this is going to be a good series. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets stretched out to seven, but I would I would also go Rockets and Six.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely.
0: You guys where are you guys at on that take of mine, Jimmy Butler. <laughs>
1: I'm with you. Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, I think any. I mean, anytime you get a star like that back, that's a monster piece. And I do agree. I think in a, a series like this, where they're going to have to score a lot of points, um, yes. I think Butler's going to have to play extremely well. I think that's a great. That's a good
1: point. Yeah, definitely. And it, it could be. I mean, you know, if Minnesota is able to push this to six or seven, we'll get to see more of Wiggins. Um, and we've never seen Wiggins or Towns in the playoffs, so. Uh, maybe this is a a good I mean it's definitely a good step for them to grow but um, it could be a coming out party for Wiggins or Towns or um, who knows it you know it's definitely going to serve them well to play in the playoffs
2: yeah and on Wiggins it's important to remember now you know he's a third option I think as a third option Wiggins is a very good player to have on your roster yep
1: yeah absolutely I don't know if he wants to be the third option but but yeah he he has been definitely uh, relegated to that role yeah, definitely. I think
0: another thing that will be interesting to watch is this is Tibbs' first go in the playoffs since that 2015 Bulls team that uh, was up
1: 2-1 in Cleveland. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sad times for Bulls fans. Hey, I that mean, was
1: the year we were going to the finals. <laughs> I,
0: I I don't agree with that, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That Derek Rose shot was just so spectacular for what it was. Oh yeah. Say, Jack, coaching wise, who has the advantage in this series? That's a great question. Oh yeah. I, I would say I don't think there is an advantage really. Mm-hmm. They're so I would agree such with that. different styles with Tibbs being such a you know a hard hard nosed um, defensive guy and then. D'Antoni being a little more laid back in his offense and their shooting and everything, it's going to be really interesting to see those styles contrasted against
2: each other. Evan, your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, no, that is a very interesting question. Um, I don't know. It, it will be interesting because on one hand you got you know defense, and the other you got flat out offense. And I just think about matchups. Um, you know, Butler is he going to guard Harden? I would assume. Um, and is he able to stop a lot of his dribble penetration? I mean, that takes away a whole element of his game. Um, plus, you got—I mean, there's a lot of length on on Minnesota with Wiggins and Crawford. They're both pretty wiry guys. Um, I don't know. It will be interesting to see what Minnesota goes if they're going to try to if they're going to just let Houston shoot threes, or if they're going to try to limit that aspect, um, mm-hmm. or if they'll try to take away the dry the dribble penetration. It'll be interesting.
2: Yeah, I think the matchups are going to be really interesting because, yeah. I mean, James Harden, he does a fantastic job drawing fouls, and you don't want a guy like Jimmy Butler to get in foul trouble in any of these games. So it'll be interesting oh, yeah. to see if they use Butler on him or maybe Wiggins. Maybe they elect to use Wiggins. So Tibbs definitely has some key decisions in this, uh, in this series that will definitely uh, be crucial. Yeah. Is there any chance that the T-Wolves could just exploit the post on them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Go ahead, Jordan. I would I would say maybe, but the emergence of Clint Capella, he's really yeah. been a good option yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, he's kind of been low-key low a little bit of a double-double machine for them. Um, so, you know, initially I would think obviously big advantage with Towns there. And Gibson. Um, and Gibson, that's a good point. Um, but the other thing is you look at it on the other side, Ryan Anderson can kind of spread Gibson out offensively. And then you have... the the Towns and Capella matchup, which on paper it looks like big advantage, probably Towns, but I think Capella's a little bit underrated.
1: Yeah, and I think think you almost have to give the edge defensively to Capella. I think he's a better defensive player than Towns. I don't know, that might be a a hot take, but um, offensively, Towns is definitely the guy, but yeah, Capella, I mean, he's really stepped it up and quietly, I mean, I don't know if you want to put him as the third guy on this team, the fourth guy with Gordon, um, but he's up there definitely.
2: Yeah, I would agree as well. I think Capella is a better defender than Towns. I agree
0: with that, too. That. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I would say is it, when we talk about styles, it's almost like an old-school team versus a new-school team. To an extent,
2: yes, definitely, just because um, obviously the playstyles of how the Timberwolves with Tibbs are a little bit defensive-based, and the run-and-gun style the Rockets play. And bigger. Uh, and bigger, yeah, that's a good
1: point, true. Yeah, it is fun. Like, you got the you got the three-point shooting team, very quick with D'Antoni's offense, and then, uh, yeah, kind of try to grind them out in Minnesota. Although Minnesota, they can put up points too, so mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting. All right, well, I'm sure we'll return to the
0: Rockets when we make our finals picks or conference finals picks, uh, whether we are elevating them or knocking them. Uh, I don't <laughs> think we're done talking about them. Sounds good. <laughs> okay so you guys want to move over to the next one sure Evan you want to take this OKC in Utah what are you looking for here
1: yeah so man OKC weren't they in position to get six or seven last night And then all of a sudden they move up to four
0: (laughs) yeah
1: and that's a big jump and, and, and Utah could have gotten three they moved down to five so um yeah this is man this is a fun one um I've been waiting to see this Thunder team in playoff action because I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be different than what we've seen in the regular season. Um, you added Paul George and and Carmelo this year to Russell Westbrook, and all of a sudden they went from Russ leading the whole squad to having um, you know a whole group now. Um, so yeah, the Thunder, I I'm excited to see them a lot. Um, I really like the three that they have. I like the postseason experience between them. Um, but then you got Utah, and, I mean, what a year for Utah. They lose Gordon Hayward, their best player. Um, enter Donovan Mitchell, who goes off for uh, averaging over 20 points a game, right in that Rookie of the Year discussion. Um, I mean, he thinks he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's been paying attention to all of that. Um, but we can get into that later. So, yeah, you got Mitchell, uh, Rudy Gobert, Ricky Rubio had a fantastic season. Uh, this is going to be a really fun matchup. Uh, I man, I don't know who to pick in this one. I have to I have to think about it here, but it's going to go 6 or 7 in my opinion.
2: To me this is one of maybe this might be my favorite first round matchup to be quite honest. And I think last night you mentioned it Evan, the way it played out with the Thunder getting the four and the Jazz getting the five. I think that might end up being really crucial in a series like this yeah. home court. Um, I mean, this is what it's been all about for the Thunder. It was all about getting to the postseason with the guys you have and now seeing what you can do with this roster. It seems like this team was kind of just dragging along all season long, a little bit under underperforming probably to their potential, I think, when you look at having three guys of the quality that they do on the roster. Of course, Melo a little bit on the downside of his career. But um, I think the Jazz are a great story. Um, But I think this is where the Thunder really turn it on. I think the postseason is a whole different animal. I think having Paul George in playoff time is huge, too. He's had some great playoff series in his career, um, and he's a phenomenal defender. I think he'll do a great job on Mitchell in this series. I like the Thunder. Um, I do think this series is going to be a little bit extended, so I do think it'll go six games. It really could go seven, honestly. Um, but I, I, like the thunder in this series. I think, I think th- those three, um, all kind of come together and, and, set up a really intriguing second round matchup. I think that this is going
0: to be one of, one of two things could happen, which you could say about any matchup really, <laughs> but I really think a lot of this is going to be on the thunder and what they do. Cause I could see them, what I, my fear for them would be, could they suffer an identity crisis at the wrong time here? It seems that they're starting to play a little better as they've gone on and they've been working together, but you have the cloud of Paul George's pending free agency. Maybe that's a little bit of a distraction. Um, And this is a team that I wonder about if they're down 2-1, how they're going to handle that adversity, because I could potentially see this being the typical stumbling block where a team that is on paper a lot more talented gets beat by a team that just plays better as a team.
1: Yeah, and I think I think all the pressure is on OKC in this series. Yes. I don't know if there's really any pressure on Utah. They're kinda of coming into this um with the ability to play free and um like I mean many people did not even expect them to be in the position they are no. in right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean O K C was expected to be a top four team in the West, I would say. Yeah. Um with that roster they put together. Um so yeah, I think a lot of the pressures on OKC. Um going to your point though, Jordan, getting moving up to the four and moving Utah down to the five, um, I think that could be crucial if it does come mm-hmm. down to a game seven because OKC's fans typically in the past, I feel like that's been one of the uh better fan bases, louder arenas. For sure. Um so that that could be a a big uh change just in seating right there. Mm-hmm. I would say with this series A monster key
2: is the Thunder's big three have to play really well Um, Because this OKC roster apart from Them and Steven Adams who's been A really nice piece for them at center They don't really have that many more key pieces A lot of these guys are just you know Very minimal role players Um, This team is heavily Built on those three performing Extremely well and I think In a series against A team like Utah who is pretty deep um, has some key guys that can come off the bench and perform those the big three of OKC is going to have to play really well
1: yeah I mean just just looking at the the players besides them I mean they they just signed Corey Brewer and he's been playing a ton <laughs> so exactly. it's like yeah they don't have you're right they're not very deep beyond uh the three and then Steven Adams yep I
0: I agree I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that I think it's really it's going to come down to how OKC performs and uh, you guys want to make picks?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take OKC
1: in six. Yeah, I'm gonna do OKC in seven. I'm gonna say Utah in six. Okay. In six. Woo. <sighs>
0: yeah, at home in Utah, game six. But I think your- if it goes to seven, I like OKC because mm-hmm. they have the big time mm-hmm. players for that big game. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's a fair take.
0: So I think Utah, if they win, they have to win in six because I don't see them going into OKC and winning game seven.
2: Makes sense. Okay.
0: All right. uh, Jordan, you want to take uh, Portland and New
2: Orleans? For sure. Um, How about Portland? I mean, a little bit surprising, at least to me, this year. Um, I thought they'd be good. I thought they'd be a playoff team. I did not see them being the third team in the West um no <laughs> and look, yeah and this is a this is a team led by obviously the two big time guards McCollum and uh Lillard and I'm just I, I really I can't believe they were as good as they were 16 games over 500 those two had both had very good years they had a couple key pieces step up for them Nurkic actually turned out to be a nice little pickup for them yeah uh, he averaged right around 14 points and then they just have a lot of small pieces that you know produce you know solid off the off the bench for this team evan turner's turned into a solid piece for them harkless has turned into a solid piece notre dame guy pat connington plays some minutes for these guys um and then you look on the other side of this series you look at the pelicans and you know you look at this team as kind of a what could have been team if demarcus cousins doesn't get hurt yeah but you look at it also, and wow, I mean, we've seen the superstar Anthony Davis can be down the stretch of this season with Cousins going down, Davis carrying this team, getting them into the postseason. Um, an intriguing series, I think, but as well as the Blazers played, and I like the Blazers' two guards, I think they have a big advantage there. Um, I think the Blazers will be able to take care of this series, but the Pelicans are a good story with Anthony Davis, and just I really wish we could have seen them in this postseason with Cousins as well.
0: I like what Rondo brings to the Pelicans. and You saw what he brought to the Bulls last year Mm -hmm. early in that series before he went down. I think he could be a key factor here. Playoff Rondo. Yeah, Yeah, he could. (laughs) With his defense. I also like Drew Holiday a little more as an off guard, which we saw him play at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And he's been a point guard for his entire career up into this year. I think that's a nice – I think it's a good role for him.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to see him playing off ball. I think you and I were, I don't know if we were talking on a podcast about it, Jack, or um, just outside of it, but yeah, I mean, I think he was built to play two guard um, and, and come off of a guy like Rondo, so mm-hmm. it's an ideal situation for him, and uh, Rondo obviously is succeeding. I, I love that crazy game he had back in December where he had, what two points and twenty twenty seven assists or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just yeah. mind boggling looking at that. Um so yeah, I don't know if we'll see that in the playoffs, but um he's a guy that we've seen before in uh oh nine series against the Bulls used pretty big time, helped the Celtics get to a championship. So yeah, we'll see. Evan, yeah. what are you what are you thinking of this series? What am I thinking? I think uh I agree with Jordan. I think Portland is gonna take care of business. Um I don't, I don't know. I think this could be a, a quick one. Portland and five is probably my pick right now. Um, Nurkic, you, Jordan, you mentioned Nurkic. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. I think he's the X factor, so to speak, on this team. Or even, I don't know if he's the most important, um, but he's a huge piece. And I remember Charles Barkley talking a lot about him last year and saying that. They needed a big guy. They finally got Nurkic, and I think last year he didn't have enough time quite yet to get into the system and to mm-hmm. gel with the team, um, but he's had a full season now, and you mentioned he's put up 14-9 and nine this year. Um, I think he's very underrated. People are going to know who he's about this turn, this uh, this playoff uh, run for Portland, and uh, obviously you got Lillard and McCollum, and I think it's time for, for Lillard to really step up and solidify himself as one of the better point guards in the league.
2: Yeah, I think this series kind of has that written all over it. You touched on Lillard solidifying himself. Um, You know, he continues to kind of quietly be a little bit underrated. Uh, You hear all these other guys. You hear Curry, you hear Westbrook, you hear Harden. um, And, you you know, you never kind of hear Damian Lillard in there. We've heard Kyrie a lot more than Damian Lillard. Um, I think Lillard hears all that. And I think, you know, with the draw they got, I think this Pelican series, I think it sets up for a big series for him. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think
0: something I've been saying about Portland over the last couple of years is they remind me a little bit of where Golden State was before they started to really peak as a serious contender, where they have a couple of these guards, actually both of them from <laughs> mid-majors a la Curry. Um, now, obviously, Lillard and McCollum aren't quite the shooters that Clay and Steph are, but they do play an exciting brand of basketball. They can shoot it very well. They pass well. And I they, they remind me of where Golden State was before they took that next step. Now, I'm not saying that I expect them to take that next step, but to see him at the three seed it's a sign of progression.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I like Lillard how the way I like his mentality and how he attacks the game and um, kinda uses the the haters or the under the underrated aspect for fuel for himself, um, to really get going and I think there was a quote just a couple weeks ago of him coming out saying that he basically wants to to try to win it in Portland. If he's going to get a championship, mm-hmm. it's going to be there, which I thought was cool. Um, you don't you don't typically hear that. I feel like from a lot of guys now, they're they're always trying to look to bounce around and find their way um, on another squad, getting people together. But Lillard is all about uh, Rip City, and I, I think that's really cool. For sure, I love
2: the old school stars. Yeah. <laughs> So Jack, you're taking Portland in this series as well.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll go Portland in six. How about that? Okay.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. So we're all in agreement there that Portland is going to take this series. Are we all in agreement as well that they're probably a legitimate, a, re- a good forward away from kind of being a, re- a real true contender? Yeah,
1: I could agree with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. One. What one would you like to see there, Jordan? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> It's a matter I mean it's a matter of who would actually go there is probably the better okay. question um, I'm not sure who, the, the impending free agents but I would like to see kind of if they got a, if they were able to you know get a lower tier star forward that would sign with them I think they would be a real contender with the two guards they have here or if Le-
0: they had your boy Tobias oh
2: <laughs> I think Tobias Harris would be a great fit for them a really really good fit for them um, and he's kind of borderline into making himself a star, I think. We kind of saw him really explode when he went to L.A. Um, he played better than he did as a Pistons. So I think, yeah, I, th- I would love to see Tobias Harris there because he kind of fits with them too, kind of a younger, up-and-coming um, star-type player.
1: Jordan, I got another one for you. Do you think they'd be in a better position had Carmelo decided to go there? Um There was a lot Ooh. of talk about Lillard trying to get mm-hmm. him, woo him over. Do you think... How do you think that would have played out for this year had he gone there instead of OKC?
2: Yeah, that would have really been interesting.
1: Just because there's
2: there's something about Mello's game now that just doesn't fit very well. He's a very ISO-led player. Um, he's not as, a fit, as efficient as he used to be. Um, so actually, I'm not sure how much he really <laughs> would have helped them, to be quite yeah. honest, just because I think the way they run their offense, they run it completely through the two guards. I'm not sure if Mello would have been a great fit for them. So it might have been a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Now that yeah, now that I think that through, maybe not. <laughs> well, I think it would
0: it would fit there. That would be a better fit for Mello than OKC because the other two guys are a lot more ball dominant whereas that is uh, true. Lillard
2: and McCollum would distribute it a little more, so That is true. And in the playoffs, you can never have enough guys who can get you a bucket when you need one. Yeah. Mello's one of those guys, so maybe in that
1: aspect he would have helped them.
0: Yeah. All right, you guys want to uh, go over to the last one in the West?
1: Let's do it, Evan. Take it away, man. How did we get this in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> question. Warriors and Spurs. That was our West Finals last year, correct? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's crazy. Um, uh, obviously, Golden State. I think we all know they're they're plagued by injuries. Um, Durant's back. Curry's still out. Was is it is Draymond? Draymond still out? Clay's out. Sure. Um, so I think you know. But then you got San Antonio, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and all the uncertainty around that. Um, he's mm-hmm. most likely out too. So yeah, this this should be interesting. Uh, Golden State down to the two seed this year, got outplayed by Houston in the regular season. Uh, but then you got the Spurs, and you know this kind of reminds me of that uh, 2015 playoff I think it was um where the Spurs and the Clippers had to match up in the first round we had a fantastic first round series I don't know if this one's going to be as good as that but it was it was one of those last day um I think two through six all changed seating wise and this this year was similar to that just some craziness um so yeah you know I don't I really don't know how we got this first matchup like I said It, it just seems crazy to me but um Yeah, the Spurs there without Kawhi, but I I think we all need to know that they're going to be ready for the playoffs. Popovich is going to have whoever's on the floor ready to play. Um, They still got TP, they still got Ginobili, um, and then Ginobili's
0: been balling.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and Manu, (laughs) he's crazy. And uh, yeah, you got some some of the younger guys coming and stepping up. Um, You got uh, Dejounte Murray, who I really like, coming from Washington. Um, Kyle Anderson's been doing his thing, and then yeah, you got uh, L.A. Lamarcus Aldridge and and Rudy Gay. Some of the older guys uh, stepping up, so yeah, it should be interesting. Uh,
0: yeah, I think Aldridge has quietly put together a really nice year. Yeah, and Rudy Gay is a he's a great pickup who can obviously he's not Kawhi, but he can it's he's a good uh, second or third option to have in crunch time.
2: For sure. Um, to me, this series. <laughs> I hate to put it this way, but I almost feel like the Warriors lucked out a little bit with this series. Because this is, to me, this is the one team that I really, without Kawhi, I really don't think would have scared them at all in a first-round series if Steph's not good to go. If they had to play the Timberwolves, maybe, and you see Butler and Towns and those guys coming in, um, I think that might have scared them a little bit more than a Warriors, or a Spurs team without Kawhi. Um Look, I think it's a great story, but I think this team is so well coached that they've kind of overperformed um, compared to kind of this roster. I don't really love this roster. I don't think this roster matches up overly well with the Warriors um, just because it's more of a slow ball. You, a lot of what they do runs through Aldridge. Um, Pow is kind of still heavily involved in this offense. And when I think of how to beat the Warriors, I just don't think you beat them through guys like Aldridge and Pow. I think... You, you beat them more so through stars, true stars.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Um, and yeah, I mean it's Curry's out, but Warriors still have Durant, um, exactly. yep. Clay, Draymond, obviously, mm-hmm. and then Quinn Cook has been fantastic. Can We talk about him real quick. I mean, what a season he's finished out with, um, coming from Duke, and all of a sudden he's been given the point guard duties and done a fantastic job. So I'm with you, Jordan. I don't. I don't know this San Antonio team. Like it, it looks great just in terms of the teams that we have, mm-hmm. um, but you know the names and everything um, in the past at least. But yeah, this year I don't know. I think Golden State is. I think they did kind of luck out. I don't think that the Spurs are going to get swept, though. No, I don't think Popovich would allow that to happen. Yeah, I
0: think <laughs> Popovich is gonna. I mean, he's going to mastermind and engineer maybe one or two games where the Spurs sneak away with a couple
2: a win or two. Yeah, I'm with you guys there. I think I like the Spur or I, I like the uh, Warriors in 5 here. Yeah, I'll go Warriors in 5. Spurs I'll right. say 6. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I just I think I think Draymond is such an S- X factor too because as, as well as Aldridge has played this year, you know Draymond's one of the best if not the best defensive power forwards and I think he'll do a good job on Aldridge in this series. He's kind of frustrated him in the past. Um, I, I see that happening throughout
1: this series as well. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and I think it helps, like you said, they don't have a team to play that. They didn't get Minnesota. They didn't get um, yeah. OKC. Some of these more yep. bouncy, younger, energetic teams. Um, they have the Spurs, so yep. it'll be. You know, I think that helps out a little bit. And do we... Warriors always get a little luck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Do we know yep.
0: when what the status on Curry is? So he's going to miss the first round
2: for sure, and then we don't know for sure if he'll be in the semifinals? I think the status on him is at least Kerr has labeled him out for the first series. I think he was going to try and come back and play. I would imagine he doesn't play in the first series. I would be surprised if he wasn't good to go for the second series.
1: Yeah, I think he should be back in the second series. Um, it could be one of those where he's kind of eased back into it, especially it depends on how, how well Quinn Cook is able to play in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I think that has a little bit to do with it. But, yeah, if he's back, I mean, Curry's going to play him for sure.
0: It could, I mean, it'll be interesting to look at as we talk more big-picture stuff a little bit later because it seems like Curry has or hobbled into the playoffs a couple times with an ankle injury, a knee injury. And he hasn't played particularly great as a result of that, so be interesting to look for
1: that. Yeah, definitely. Sure.
0: All right. Do you guys want to maybe look ahead here at potential Portland Golden State for a second?
2: Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay. So yeah, I think in a series like that, I think having Curry is huge. They're gonna need. I think they're gonna need Steph in a series like that. Um, Because, like like we talked about with Portland, with those two explosive guards, if those two guys are on, they're tough to beat. So you need the firepower to be able to keep up. And while you have, you know, KD and Clay, we've seen this offense, Warriors-wise, isn't even close to what it is when Steph is there. And it's because, I mean, the offense that they have implemented is completely run through the way Steph Curry plays. Um, I think it's an intriguing series. I'm going to... I'm going to go off the fact that Curry does play in this series just because I think he will. Um, and I think the Warriors will take care of business. Um, but I do think the Blazers, like we've talked about, they're an up-and-coming team um, with a lot of you know uh, guys who definitely would be, love to be the ones to, to take the Warriors down. Um, I, I think I like the Warriors in this series. If Curry's there, I, I could see it going maybe five, um, potentially six. I, I really don't think it would be that good of a series.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think, it, I think it all depends on Curry. Um, yeah. But I am really excited about this one because I think it's the past two playoffs yeah, we've seen these two match up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, first round last year, Golden State took care of business um, without KD for the majority of that series. Mm-hmm. I don't think he played two of the games. Um, and then the year before that, Jackie had mentioned Curry was hurt. Um, And kind of, is he going to play? Is he not? It was, you know, a little back and forth and they ended up winning in five, but it was a lot closer than five games. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. If Curry is back, I think, yeah, Warriors take care of business in five or six. Um, But Portland is going to be very hungry. They, everything seems to be working well for them uh, coming into the playoffs. Now Nurkic is playing well. We, We talked about all that. Lillard and McCollum, obviously. So it, I don't know, it will be a fun matchup just in terms of the history that these two teams are kind of starting to build. Um, But, yeah, I think if you have Curry, even if you don't, I think the Warriors still take care of business. I agree.
0: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to look for. um, And I think that we can all agree that this year's playoffs have the look of, this is the most excited I've been about the playoffs in a long time. I remember growing up as a kid and filling out brackets when I was like 10, 11, you know, maybe even going back to when I was nine years old or eight, and just like each year filling out a bracket and having a lot of intrigue, and it hasn't been this open in a while. So while we may end up picking Golden State, it's definitely going to be a more complicated road than I think we've seen in the last couple of postseasons.
2: No question about it. I mean, I think everybody's bracket the past couple of years ended Cavs, Warriors, and pretty clean throughout their runs. I would argue in a lot of cases this year, it'll be you have them losing a lot more games than you did, even if you still have them going there. And some people, you know, will roll with the Rockets. Some people may take a sleeper on OKC. Um, and then on the East, I imagine the majority will pick LeBron to come out of the East. But there are some intriguing picks there as well.
1: Yeah, and, and just going off that, I mean, I, t- I think I texted you earlier, Jack, and saying this is the most excited I've been since probably 2010 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a playoff for a mm-hmm. playoff uh, year. I think it's, yeah, I think it's wide open. Um, I think this is the year that you get more of the casual fan actually filling out a bracket and watching and saying, oh, wow, there's this many teams that have a shot. I mean, Portland fans legitimately think they have a shot this year. You know, mm-hmm. OKC fans, I mean, you could look almost throughout the entire West and, if they can get past their first round matchup, anyone thinks that they can win it all this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's so unique that we have that finally um, it's, it's kind of getting back to that. Although the lower half of the league is just awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think Jack, you had talked about this is the first playoff since when that every team is over 500. So the first,
0: the last time we had every single team in the postseason over 500 was 2012 however it was a lockout okay. shortened season so it wasn't an 82 mm-hmm. game season it had, they played what like 54 60 games or something like that yeah so that doesn't really 66 i think so yeah that's sounds right yeah so it's not the real deal but the, the last time this had happened was 2004 2005 in an 82 game season so it's been 13 years
2: Would you say kind of the amount of teams that are maybe taking that tanking strategy kind of plays a role into that to an extent? I mean, it seems like there were so many teams
1: down the stretch. (laughs) Yeah, I I could see that. And I think, I mean, and this is another interesting point. I think, I don't want to get too off track, but the NBA is really the only league where you can look at some of the bottom teams and say, yeah, they have no shot at competing this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, Memphis—they had no. I, no I didn't chance. think they had a shot. Yeah. Orlando didn't have a shot. Um, Brooklyn, you know, Chicago, <laughs> Brooklyn, yeah, yeah Chicago. Um, yeah. Some of these teams. Now, you could have thrown Utah in there, and they kind of they they outdid it. Um, they Got to the playoffs, but I don't know. It's the only league that I can think of in all major sports where you can say that the bottom teams really have no shot. Football, you always have a shot to. Go worst to or, or uh, worst to first, and baseball anything can really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think now we've got you know we don't have necessarily the, the powerhouses at the top. I think some of these teams are starting to spread out a little bit more, even though it might be these mini super teams that people are creating. Um, but it definitely adds to the excitement of the the best sixteen teams because that's kind of where it's come out to around. You got sixteen teams that are all. Pretty legit, Um, definitely the favorites here and there, but it definitely sets up for a fun, what should be a fun playoff.
0: Yeah, I think that it's a contributing factor, Jordan, but Mm -hmm. I do think that a lot of these teams are starting to catch up. I, I wrote about in my preseason picks how we may not have a very interesting season, we may not have an interesting postseason, but I think what's fun to look at is, when the Heat had those really dominant teams, the Warriors were laying the groundwork for what would be their dominant era. And th- their mm-hmm. teams right now, they're doing that. So it's fun to see some of these young teams coming up. I mean, we don't know for sure which one is going to be the next power. Um, we'll talk about some of these East teams in a second. But I, I think. I mean, I think that's a part of it. Maybe it shows up in the records. But I do think that the gap is, at least in the East, is. It's getting a little more... I mean, they're uh, closing that gap.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think that's a good point.
0: But you guys want to go to the East now? Let's do it. I want to start... I want to go a little out of order. Let's get Cleveland out of the way here. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think the Pacers have a chance in that series? (laughs) No, I actually like the series a lot. That's why I want to talk about it.
2: Okay. Okay. Lead us off, then.
0: All right, let's do it. So, the Pacers... Beat the Cavs three times over the course of the regular season. This is Mm -hmm. a Pacers team that I like a lot moving forward. No one had; I mean, I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. They're a five seed. They're like they're much like the five seed in the West, Utah, where they have some young players emerging. No one thought that they'd be this good, and I think a lot of it is a testament to Nate McMillan and the job he's done coaching the team. And I believe this is his first year coaching the team, or second year, second year.
1: He's newer, yeah. I'm yeah, not second I'm not year, for certain. Certain.
0: yeah. But this is a new team. I, a lot of people pointed at Paul George trade and said, "Man, that was such an awful trade." But I was like, "Hey, I mean Oladipo back in the state of Indiana. That's a fun story. I know you like that, Jordan, uh, being mm-hmm. a, an Indiana guy from the state of Indiana. Um, no one expected Oladipo to put together the season he did, but." Uh, He found himself in a great situation, and it'll be really interesting to see what we get out of him in the playoffs as a premier player. Um, Miles Turner is another guy who is going to be a star, and the other guy they got in that trade, Sabonis, I've liked a lot since I saw him play at Gonzaga in the tournament (laughs) two years ago. I think he could be an all-star in the making too. So really this team, I think, exceeded expectations by maybe a year or two. They're there. They've given Cleveland some trouble. And I th- I would not be surprised. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to go with my pick right away, and then I'll let you guys react to this. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think Indiana could give Cleveland trouble to open the series, okay? So I I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 1-1 and game three, we get some pivotal, questionable call that
2: really swings the series. I... I'm not overly shocked with your take there. <laughs> I'll start with that. Okay. Um, look, I think, yes, Indiana's a great story, but they got the worst possible draw they could have gotten yeah. in a first-round matchup out of the East. Um, playoff LeBron has been in playoff form since pretty much all season long, apart from January. He, um, I, I think yep. him alone wins this series, but I do think... Look, I think Indiana is an intriguing team just because of the young talent. You don't necessarily know how these guys are going to perform on a playoff atmosphere. Um, Oladipo, Jackie Jackie touched on He's kind of turned into a star in this league. Yep. He averaged 23 points this year. Um, but, I again, I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland pretty handily in this series. I would pick them in five.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Jordan. Yeah. Um- I think Indiana was hoping they could get someone maybe like Philly um, to open up the first yeah. round. But um, I am excited to see Lance go against LeBron <laughs> just because of the history there. Um, <laughs> that should be fun. And, uh, you know, this Pacers team is not the same as when they had Paul George and all of them, but they're still gritty. Um, mm-hmm. They are kind of like Utah, where I think they exceeded expectations this year. Uh, the trades seem to have worked out really well for them. Oladipo. We get to that later on in the awards, but he's had a fantastic season. Yeah. Yep. Um, you mentioned Turner. Tur- I like Turner's game a lot. Um, he wasn't quite as good as I thought he would be this year, um, but he's he's a nice player. But yeah, ultimately you got LeBron James on the other side, and I've picked against LeBron before, not in the first round, um, but I I have a really hard time picking against him when he's playing playoff basketball um and you mentioned jordan he's been playing that pretty much all season and uh props to him for actually playing 82 games this year <laughs> um <laughs> i think you can't really go against cleveland so yeah i got calves in five
2: yeah and you touched on um miles turner there to me he was a little bit frustrating this year because i i did expect him to kind of become you know in kind of that top you know, seven-ish range center-wise yeah, yeah. in the league. Right. And he was just very disappointing. Didn't really seem to take any steps forward. It honestly seemed like Sabonis ended up being kind of the best big man on this team, at least down the stretch. Um, Turner ended up averaging, I think, 12 and 6 or something. But I, I kind of expected him to take a bigger m- jump forward. And I think he's a key piece for this Pacers team. And I think if they're going to continue to trend in the right direction, I think they are going to need him to make a jump.
0: Yeah, the other thing I like about this Pacers team, just in in theory, I like how they have a team of a lot of guys who haven't fit great on other teams, but they fit really well together. Evan, you mentioned Lance Stevenson um, has been at his best with the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, Darren Collison has had a nice year, a uh, mm-hmm. journeyman. And then uh, you could look at Oladipo. You could look at Sabonis. So these are a lot of guys that they – picked up and bought low on, and they've had a really nice year together. So, props to them.
1: And Jordan, just touching on Turner, I just had to pull up his stats just to compare last year to this year. He went down in almost every category. Mm -hmm. Um, He Dropped almost two points, dropped a rebound, um, went down field goal percentage. So, yeah, it was definitely a frustrating year. I almost thought he could have been... Maybe most improved um, this year. I, you know, it just mm-hmm. it's it seemed to be setting up for a big third year breakout. Um, it wasn't quite what we thought it would be, but he's uh, he's gonna be playing in the playoffs. His team's there, so um, yeah, it, it'll be fun. And Stevenson, yeah, I mean, he's tried other teams. He's tried Charlotte, and uh, that's the <laughs> only one coming to mind. I can't. Where else has he played, Jack? Uh, Charlotte, Memphis, Memphis, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Indiana seems every time, you know, he's playing Indiana, something about it, I don't know what it is, uh just he, he gets to a point where he's just a different guy out there and he's he's jawing at people no matter if they're <laughs> winning or losing and um putting up points, dude's just balling out. So yeah, it should be fun. Okay, my prediction is
0: Indiana wins game one, Cleveland wins game two, and then there's going to be a questionable call in game three and <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying we've. This seems like the series where we may see that. I, I mean, there was the Thunder and Spurs a couple years ago that really swung a lot of things, a couple of calls. I think they're going to play them pretty closely, but I, I, I'm going. I am also saying Cleveland in five. I think they're going to win four in a row after that game, and after that game one disappointment. LeBron's going to be on lockdown with those guys and. Yeah, that's what I see happening.
2: And that and that call in Game uh, three would take place in Indiana, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. No, I'm with you. I I like Cleveland in five. I think it's a pretty clean series for the Cavs. Um, I do think the Pacers are able to sneak one at home, um, but I I like the Cavs in five. But I th- I think this is interesting. I mean,
0: I think the Pacers can surprise some people here. I think these games are going to show up a little closer like they did last year uh, in the first round. The Pacers played them pretty close for the most part, blew some leads. That's what I expect. So I think, I think while well, I think Cleveland's going to win four games in a row and have a stranglehold on the series. I don't think
2: they're going to be blowouts. Yeah, I don't expect them to blow them out either, I, but I do think it's a pretty clean series for the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm right. with you.
2: All
0: right, so <laughs> let's go over to the top uh, so this is I mean so the winner of this series is going to play Toronto and Washington and man th- is this the toughest path a one seed has had in recent memory?
2: Oh, oh it's
1: horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, definitely. It's not fun, that's for sure. Evan, Let's you want this one? <laughs> if or... They're going to win it, they're going to earn it. Yeah. Yeah, they would. I can take this if you want. Jim. All right, yeah, yep, yep, go, go ahead. One. Um yeah, so Toronto comes in as the one seed, um, and we I feel like we've seen this before. I don't know if they were one or two a few years back, but they're coming in hot. Um, they've got a solid squad, DeRozan and Lowry, obviously, in the backcourt. Um, then you got some guys up front, like Valanciunas and um, Ibaka. He's been playing really well. But, uh, yeah, Washington, eight seed. Uh, I don't know. I thought... They, they might have been a little higher um John Wall's injury I don't know if it hurt or really helped the team they seemed to almost get better when he was out but I think anytime you have a guy like John Wall with his skill set you want him to be playing on the floor for you and we saw him knock down some big shots last year in last year's uh playoffs so this is going to be a fun one versus eight I really think um I'm not sold on Toronto i I've just seen it too many times where Lowry and Derozan just seem to disappear in the playoffs, and yeah. they don't seem to get anything going. Uh, Derozan still is not a fantastic three point threat. Um, yeah, shot thirty one percent. I'm just looking at that now. So yeah, he's yeah, and that's his one. That's the one part of his game I feel like he really needs to improve on. Didn't seem to do much of that, but he did improve a lot passing the ball, um, and that was something he had said coming into this year is that he wanted to lead the team in assists. Uh, he fell short to Lowry, Lowry at 6.9, DeRozan averaged 5.2, but still uh, a little something to look at there. So I'm looking forward to the to the backcourt matchups here, Beal and Wall versus DeRozan and Lowry. Uh, but ultimately, I, I, yeah, and that's a lot of firepower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I think Toronto, Toronto can pull out uh, a win in this series.
2: I I think that's the key to the series is those two, the two backcourts and to see, you know, which one can outperform the other. One thing I really like about Washington, though, is they're extremely tough up front. Gortat is a very uh, physical center. Um, they've got Markeith Morris, who is another very physical guy. Um, they've got a couple very lengthy wings, Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. It's a very—I mean, overall, it's a very intriguing Washington team, and it really feels like they should be better than an eight seed. Um, and then you have that, the I believe point guard Satoransky. Yeah, probably botched that. Um, no, you got that. <laughs> okay, um, but he, in the absence of John Wall, actually played extremely well. Shot over fifty percent from the floor. Shot forty six percent from downtown. He could kind of be a factor off the bench for this Washington team. And then I mean, like Evan, like you said, this Toronto team—they've let a lot of people down at times. You you wonder. Is Kyle Lowry going to struggle in the postseason again? Is DeRozan going to struggle in the postseason again? To me, this is a series that I think I really, I really like the matchup a little bit for Toronto. I think it'll really prep them for upcoming rounds. I think it's going to be a very tough series, and I would not be surprised, honestly, if this went all the way to seven. Um, but I do like Toronto in this series. I think, look, they still won 59 games. They're still a very good roster up and down. Um, and I think Lowry and DeRozan will get the job done here. I think, um, a big
0: point of this series could be bench play. Uh, Mm -hmm. you've heard people talk about Toronto's bench all year round, but a lot of those, very few of those guys have a lot of playoff experience. So if they can show up, I think that could be a huge, huge difference maker this year for them. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has been a great story this year, but yeah, overall, I, I like Toronto too.
2: And yeah, many I, games. yeah.
0: How many games? Uh, let's go six. <laughs> I think I think um, there I have some chemistry questions about Washington because mm-hmm. Beal took over the team for a little while there, and I think that I mean I think Beal might be the better player right now. Um, not even the fact that Wall is a little dinged up. Just overall, I think Beal has been their best player this season. Um, And I think he's going to continue to get better. So I think that's going to be interesting. There may be a little bit of a power struggle there. I noticed some of that while they were, uh, while they're both healthy together and Beal staying healthy this year was a big key for them. Yeah. But but yeah, that's a concern I have.
1: Yeah. I was just about to bring that up, Jack Uh, Beal played his first full season um, in his sixth year. So I think that's important. Uh, it will be interesting to see if it does come down to a last shot situation. Who's the guy now? I mean, it used to be Wall, but Beal's been playing so well this year. Um, I think he was an All Star in February, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, it, you know, they got those two guys. Uh, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then Jordan, you had touched on uh, Ubre and Porter. I really like mm. Ubre a lot. Um, I think he, I think he could be a guy that i don't know if washington will win this series but he'll he'll help push it far um and yeah i think my pick is going to be toronto in seven uh yeah i'll go toronto in seven i think we might see a couple games come right down to the wire though in this series i yeah. think so i'll go six toronto in six
2: i have toronto in seven as well i think home court advantage is key
0: yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about with Toronto um, as we look at big picture stuff. Also, the potential second round series. We'll come back to that, though. Let's work our way to the bottom half. Uh, the three six. Um, Jordan, you you're a Philly guy. Um, you're not a <laughs> fan of the Sixers,
2: but I, I, I think you not. should take this one. Uh, look. I- First off, I'm absolutely shocked what Philly has been able to do. Yeah. Um, um, what is it, 15 straight now after last night, I believe? Oh, yeah. man. Um, Heading into the playoffs. So they're heading in hot, that's for sure. Um, and another thing, I love this matchup. I think this is a great first-round matchup for them. Um, they don't get the, te- the teams with kind of the younger stars. They avoid the Greek freak in the first round. They avoid kind of this Washington team that's had a lot of chemistry together, a lot of playoffs together with those two guards and you know the, the problems those guards can create. This Miami team doesn't scare me a lot on paper. I think looking at them, you have Drogic. And look, I think Goran Drogic's a great player, but when he's a number one scoring option, that doesn't really present too many um, problems for me. I think in, in having a lengthy guy like Simmons that you'll probably – Put on him. I think that could present some problems for Dragic in this series. I think the most intriguing thing about this series probably is the whole white side Embiid matchup. Um, yeah, because I think Embiid's going to be good to go. I'd be surprised if he wasn't good to go for Game One. Um, and those two have had Twitter issues in the past. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Embiid does an extremely good job picking up early fouls on centers. Whiteside has been a guy who's kind of been known for foul trouble. I think that's one of the big keys. If Miami's going to compete in this series, Whiteside has to be able to defend without getting in foul trouble. I like the Sixers a lot in this series, though.
1: Yeah, I think Philly has a chance to run away with this one quickly. Um, I, I love Joel Embiid he's one of my new favorite players. <laughs> um, I just, he's, he's got a personality. I think he's, I'm going to go as far to say he's, he's the best big man in the league when he's healthy and playing well. Uh, I think there's just so many dimensions to his game, but yeah, him and Simmons and you talked you talked about it, 15 straight wins. That's gotta be close to being the highest win streak to end the, the regular season, I would think. Um, so they're coming in hotter than any team probably ever. Um, and yeah, they come against Miami, who, you know, Dragic is their, is their main guy, uh, but Whiteside is going to be the key, I think. If, he's gonna, if he can slow down and beat, I think Miami can maybe steal a game or two, but ultimately I think Philly wins this one pretty easily. I think Philly's going to win this
0: series, but I think it's, it, this is another one I think could be closer than people expect. Do you yeah. think that maybe because of the some of the veterans on Miami that'll be able to help? Yeah, out yeah. yeah. I like what Wade brings to them. Yeah. in this, yeah. Um, he's a guy that could take some big shots. I mean, it, it, he turns turns back the clock sometimes wearing that Miami uniform, mm-hmm. and that'll be interesting to watch. But a guy that I like, who I've liked this season, is Wayne Ellington finding a role with this UNC, team. yeah, wheel, North baby. Carolina. Evan's a Tar Heels fan, <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's put together a nice year. It's been a little overshadowed since Wade came back. It's cut into his minutes a little bit, but he's a nice shooter. He's a nice piece. I i think that Miami could, like, I would not be surprised if Wade gets in their heads. And I, I'm not expecting a whole lot from Wade, but I think I, this could be, a game, I could actually see this one going down to seven okay. with Philly
1: blowing them out in game seven. Coming
0: of age for the Sixers team.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it, it might, a lot of it could hinge on Philly's youth. And if they're able to kind of overcome that, um, and we've seen, you know, I, I'm not one to really point at regular season matchups, um, when comparing playoff matchups, I just, I don't know if it's always the best way to look at it. I think teams play differently Mm -hmm. in the playoffs than regular season, but Mm -hmm. we did see these two teams play twice this year and, uh. Both times, so Wade took a shot. I think it was Wade's first game in Miami. Missed that three yeah. from straight away. Um, but then later on, they played again, uh, I think later in February, and he was able to knock down a big shot. So, um, And these teams do have playoff history dating back um, some time. So you, know, you got Wade on there. I just I like, I like do like how many guys Miami has that can step up and score off the bench. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they, they got a number of guys. Uh, I just I'm looking at it now. Ex, you know, excluding waiters, they have eight guys that score over double double figures. So um, they do have that going for them. And Philly is younger, but um, I I just like Philly's. I like I just I like everything that the Sixers bring to the table. I would say it's Philly's series to lose.
2: Yes, I would 100%. agree with that. Yep, it's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah.
0: So all right, I'll say I'll say Philly in six.
2: I will say Philly in five.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Philly in five. Okay. I think if
2: it gets, I think if it gets to six, that's a little bit danger zone for Philly because yeah. I think going on the road like that. Um, I think if it does get to six, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat took it to seven. But yeah. then I'd, yeah. I'd like Sixers in Game Seven. Yeah, yeah I agree I could with that. Really
1: see that happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Philly yeah. needs to come out of the gates strong, and like I you think. said, this is it's kind of like OKC. You know, I think all the pressure is on Philly in this series.
2: Yep, I would agree
0: with that. Alright, uh, anything else on this? Anything else you guys are looking for in this? Or ready for the last one?
2: Um, I think we're
0: good. Alright, um. Evan, you want to take this last one? Yeah. Yeah, you live near Milwaukee? <laughs> I live near
1: Milwaukee, yeah. <laughs> Probably been to more Bucks games than Bulls games, sadly. <laughs> um, but yeah, 2-7, two, two Boston uh, being the two seed, Milwaukee being the seven, and Um, you know, unfortunately this isn't quite the series we thought it could be with with Kyrie recently um being out for the rest of the postseason. But it should still be a fun one and I think this is actually going to be I don't know, I think if there's an upset in the East, this could be the one that happens. Um Milwaukee, I've been saying for a while, I think they're 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 just so close to challenging some of these teams. And I was actually kind of surprised. You know, I'd been watching college basketball a while, and then I saw Milwaukee was kind of falling down, um, or what I thought was falling down. And they end up with a 7, which I thought is... I thought they'd be up there challenging Cleveland this year. I really thought that'd be their year. Um, Obviously, you got the Greek freak, who we'll get to it later, but I I really like his game. He's one of the the best players in the league. Um, You got Middleton. They brought in Bledsoe, Brogdon. They, they've got so many pieces. Jabari's finally back now. Um, Tony so, Snell. T- yeah, Tony. You can't forget about Tony Snell. Um, but yeah, Boston. I mean, Brad Stevens has done a fantastic job without uh, Kyrie for 20-plus for games, without Hayward. Um, he's had Marcus Morris has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Marcus Smart has been in and out of the lineup. So he's had these other guys step up, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Terry Rozier's game. I think he's the best backup point guard in the entire NBA. And I think this could be his, this is his time to really solidify himself and show other teams that he is a starting point guard um, just waiting to happen. So yeah, as much as I like Milwaukee, I it's hard to pick against Brad Stevens in Boston. <laughs> I'm probably going to stick with Boston this one, but it should be a fun one with Giannis on the other side.
2: Yeah, I I think this is probably going to be the most common upset pick. um, Yeah. Maybe of any of these series, actually. Um, Just because I think a lot of people are kind of high on Milwaukee, or at least you look at, I mean, you look at Milwaukee's roster and you look at this team and you think this team really should be kind of up there in the East kind of contending with a lot of these other teams. Right. Um, There's just so many. Good players on the on this roster. You touched on a majority of them. I like the fact that they still have Jabari, um, yep. Brogden. You know, these there's a lot of guys that you know produce at a pretty high level. And then the the addition of Bledsoe, I thought, was very good for this team too. I thought it gave them, gave them another scoring option. He averaged what 17 this year. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, I mean, to an extent, it's a little bit of a star led team just because you have Greek Freak, you have Middleton. Um, And then you kind of have just these other guys who, you know, on a lot of teams, I think would kind of be very, very good players. Um, You look at the starting five, this should be a very good team. Um, And then you touched on all the Celtics injuries and how they've just battled and battled all year long. It's really impressive, the fact that they were able to win 55 games. Um, Brad Stevens did just a phenomenal job. Um, and you touched on Rozier. I think Rozier is probably going to be maybe the key to this series. Um, yeah. They're going to need him to play at kind of near an elite level, I think, for them to be able to win this series. Um, and the other thing is a lot of these young guys without playoff experience, Tatum, Brown, you know, how are they going to be How are they going to be able to play in the postseason? Will the way they've played in the regular season translate to postseason basketball? So there's a lot of storylines in this yeah. series. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you've still got uh, big bad Al Horford right in the middle of the Boston yeah. Celtics to kind of provide that veteran leadership. Um, but a lot of storylines in this series, for sure. Yep, definitely.
0: I I think that a big thing to look for in this in this is well, we we may have mentioned Milwaukee's been a little bit disappointing. If you look at that roster, um, they they had a midseason coach change, and I like them. I Though they have what looks like maybe a little more talent, I like the cohesiveness that Boston has with Brad Stevens, and I think that's going to make a big, big
1: difference in this series. Yeah, and he's gotten everyone to just you know step up and take whatever role they need to, Um, and that's something I don't know if you always see that in in NBA play. Um, I don't. I just I like it's you know it's a bunch of guys that we didn't. Going into the year, we all thought Kyrie Hayward. You know, that's that's the team yeah. right here. Horford, um, too. But, yeah, Tatum, Brown. I mean, it's crazy. These guys have stepped up. And they're, they they got to both be close to under 20. I think they're both under 20. So um, this is huge for them moving forward. Boston's going to be a very, very scary team in the future with these young guys having to lead the team now and, and get all this yeah. experience doing that. Um, yeah, it's going to be scary in the future. But for now, I do think... Boston comes together to to take down Milwaukee. I think it I think it will be tough though. I'm going to
0: use a phrase here to describe Boston. I'm going to say house money. I think that they're in a similar spot to Philly right now. Because they lost Kyrie, because they lost Hayward, and people would have a lot of people have written them off. I'm not saying they're going to win the title. I'm not saying they're going to get to the finals, but I think they have a really good shot of getting to the conference finals, and it's a great spot for them, as you mentioned, Evan, to develop some of these young guys to get that experience without a whole lot of pressure. I mean, could you think of a two seed that has had this little pressure because of the
1: smaller expectations? No. I really can't, no. And I can't think of a two-seed that's really being led by a rookie and a, and a second-year <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Very good point.
0: So and, I think this is a great opportunity for them, and there, are, isn't a lot, uh, there isn't a lot of pressure. I'm not crazy about Milwaukee because of the coach shakeup, and I, I, I mentioned the word cohesiveness. And I want to talk about uh, Al Horford a little later when we talk about the awards because he's—I think he's a dark horse for Defensive Player of the Year. So I'll get to that later. But other than that, that's all I've got for this team.
2: Yeah, I actually—I think I like Milwaukee in this series. I know you guys are both picking Boston. I like Milwaukee. This is going to be my one upset. Um, I just think the talent. I think they—they have too much talent. Um, I think home court will play a big advantage, and if it does get to seven. I, I probably would pick the Celtics in this series, but I think Milwaukee takes care of them in six. I think Greek Freak has a monster series kind of on the big stage, um, and I think he gets they get really, really good series as well from guys like Middleton, Bledsoe, Jabari, um, and Brogdon.
1: Yeah, and, and really just thinking about it, I mean, all they got to do is steal one in Boston, um, whether it's game one, two, or five, and they can get six at home. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's important, too. Um, And it'd be a cool way, you know, Bradley Center last season where they're going to be playing there. Um, So it'd be cool to see Giannis be able to really put this team on his back and and get a win in the Bradley Center um, to move forward. And the one thing we didn't talk
2: too much about that I think could play a huge role in this series is not having a guy like Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart's a very disruptive defensive, defensive player who would cause a lot of issues for a guy like Bledsoe. When you don't have him there, and I believe, I, I'm pretty sure he's out for this series. He's at least, what I'm reading, is at least out till April 27th, which I imagine is this entire series. It has to be this yeah. entire series. Yeah. Um, so they will be without Smart for the entire series. I think that's a big loss for them just because of what he brings on the defensive end. Um. So I like that. I think that helps Milwaukee and the, their guards a lot offensively. I could see it. Yeah. I Man, I, we'll I want
1: to pi- I really I want to pick Milwaukee <laughs> not Jordan. <laughs> Man.
0: This reminds me of where both these teams were last year with I could really see I I envision a situation where Milwaukee could go up early like the Celtics uh were down last year to the Bulls early and Milwaukee, I believe, were they up 2-1 on Toronto last year?
1: Uh, that sounds
0: wow. right. I'm not sure though. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it, yeah. It was close though. It was. to open the gate. So the question is can Milwaukee shut them down and just, you know, run them out or I mean does I cuz I I would put my money on Brad Stevens making adjustments, figuring out how to beat them against a team without I mean, without cohesiveness and a coach who's only been there for a few months.
1: Yeah, if you took if you took Stevens off of Boston, I would pick <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> I think he I, if there's yeah, an X factor, it's Brad Stevens, even though he's not on the court playing. Um, I really, yeah, I think that's really the only reason I think I like Boston, and we'll get to it later, but I don't know. I just don't see the Celtics moving that far. It's like Butler all over again. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Stevens like 2011 Butler. 2011 Butler without Gordon Hayward. Yeah.
2: yeah. He carries them. <laughs> the promised land. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so now, um, I guess we could talk some big-picture stuff. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about the potential for – although we're not all – let's just talk big-picture stuff. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys have in the conference finals in in both the West and the East? Well, go.
1: Yeah. All right, I'll go. Yeah, so in the West, um, Golden State – I got Golden State advancing past Portland um, – Man, Houston, OKC. I'm really excited for this one. And I think think I'm going to pick OKC. I really do. Hmm. I'm picking the Thunder. But I don't know. See, the tough thing is I think a lot of these series are going to go longer. And I think it's going to depend later on in the playoffs who has better depth. And we talked about OKC not having much. Um, Houston definitely has the advantage there I don't know I want to pick OKC I just really think the three guys are going to play At another level in the playoffs That we haven't seen And I, I think OKC Can take down Houston So I'm, I'm going to go Golden State OKC So in the East um, Toronto Cleveland I think the winner that I got to go with Cleveland um, I picked against LeBron too many times Like I said <laughs> Uh, and torontos they've let me down in the past. You know, Lowry just doesn't show up. DeRozan doesn't show up. So Cleveland in that one. And in the bottom, Philly versus Boston, I think Philly takes this one, Um, and I think you got a matchup where you have a three versus a four on one side with Philly and Cleveland, and you got a two versus a four on the other side with Golden State, OKC. Interesting. Want me to take it away, Jack? Yeah,
2: go for it. All right, so mine on the West is a little bit more simple. I think it ends up Rockets Warriors. I think the OKC and Rockets series has potential to maybe be one of the best series that we get in this postseason Um, but I think home court is crucial there. I think the Rockets beat the Thunder in seven. Um, Wow and then I think the Warriors beat the Trailblazers pretty handedly there on that bottom half and then we look at the east side of things the Cavs and Raptors I think will definitely match up here I, I'd i like to say the Raptors are going to be able to <laughs> take this series long. I'm just not sure. They, it seems like LeBron has just always just torn the hopes of Toronto yeah. apart into pieces. I like the Cavs there um, in five, maybe six games. And then I really don't – I can't see that series going a full seven. Um, and then on the bottom, I remember I have the Bucks over the Celtics, so – a very intriguing second round matchup that I would love to see would be the Sixers and Bucks. Two of the youngest teams, at least you know the key pieces are all young. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Simmons and Greek Freak in a series together would be just a fantastic series to watch.
1: Wow, yeah, that works. I like.
2: Yeah, I like the Sixers there though. I think they're just the better. I think they're the better team. I think a beat, as long as he's healthy and one hundred percent. I think they play. Uh, that they, they beat the Bucks in uh, six ish games. And then, should I stop there, Jack? And then uh, my, so, yeah, yeah, those are your conference yeah, picks? That, those are my conference. Sixers, Cavs, and Rockets, Warriors. Okay. Yeah, mine's pretty quick. I,
0: I really don't have a whole lot of thoughts on the West. Um, I, I'm going chalk there. I'm going Houston and Golden State. But I think I think it is, I do want to talk a, a little bit about Toronto and Cleveland, um, obvi- I'm going with Cleveland, but the big thing here is I do think Toronto has the depth and the talent to actually beat them. But the thing that really is alarming to me was hearing what DeRozan said last year, where he said he had some line, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said basically, like, yeah, well, we have to play against LeBron. So, like, yeah, we're not <laughs> going to get there. And it's just like, man, like, I don't like hearing that from one of the, you know, big stars of the league. The leader of that team. Yeah, the leader of the number one seed in the East. So, I mean, you basically sound inferior to a four seed now. I mean, obviously, it's a different story. It's a different Cavs team. I think Toronto can make it interesting, but, again, I think it's all going to come down to how they play. I really think they have the talent to do it, but I'm not going to bank on it. (laughs) I'm going to bet on LeBron here. So... That is uh, so. I have that, and then I actually have Boston uh, beating Philly. Wow! Thoughts right. on
2: that series? I need to hear a little more there. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, for same reasons I like Boston over Milwaukee. That X factor with Stevens. I mean, I I like the uh, the Celtics' young talent a lot. With um, you know, with Jalen Brown and with uh, gosh, Tatum. Uh, and Rogier, I think Rogier is going to play big. And then the other guy that in this, I mean, we'll transition to this in a second. My pick for defensive player of the year is Al Horford, and I think he's been so important to that team offensively and defensively. It's not going to show up in the statistics, but what he does offensively in pacing, spacing and pacing, um stretching out, you know, stepping out, being able to hit shots and then defensively just Uh, you know, he's been so consistent and so stable for them. They've had a lot of injuries, and he's been really the anchor that's helped uh, right the ship, really, and playing 72 games, not putting up a whole lot of numbers, but, I mean, I could see him causing problems for Embiid. And, again, I'm really high on Brad Stevens. I think that Boston could outsmart Philly. (laughs) This is maybe a dumb take on my part, but I do think that Philly – Again, that's going to be another series that is theirs to lose. I think the big victory for Philly this year will be winning a playoff series. And I mean, I I don't know. I'm I'm going against their youth here.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, fair yeah. enough.
0: I think Horford will be a big difference maker
1: in that series. <laughs> big man, Al Horford. Yeah. Hey, I got I got a question for both of you guys though. Okay. Um, back on that top half of the Eastern Conference, we didn't talk too much about Cleveland's depth, but does it worry either of you guys? Just all the changes they've had this year. Um, no more Kyrie. This is their first playoff series without him. Um, and now they have, you know, guys like Clarkson off the bench, Jeff Green, Rodney Hood, um, Korver, Larry Nance. I mean, is what do you what do you guys what's your guys' opinion on Cleveland? Is this a different team than we've seen before? And uh, how are how are they going to do moving forward?
2: I'll give this one to you, Jordan. Okay. I think obviously losing Kyrie is massive because you have a guy who you can go to apart from LeBron that can get you a bucket. Whereas, you know, can you trust Kevin Love to do that? Maybe not as much, obviously not as much as you can Kyrie. So I think in that aspect, that was a huge loss because they lose kind of that number two guy that you can always count on. Um, But I will say, I think the trades they made at the deadline, I think, did help from a complete roster standpoint, more so than what they had before the deadline with Isaiah Thomas still in the mix. Um, I like a lot of these guys that they were able to pick up. And playing, you know, bigger minutes. I like Rodney Hood as a role player. I like Clarkson as a role player. I think George Hill quietly could be a nice little piece for them in the postseason. Yeah. A veteran guard. A guy who defends well. Perfect kind of guard that you can play along LeBron because he doesn't always need the ball in his hands. He's not yep. that type of point guard. So I think that fits well with them. And then you have the athleticism in a guy like Larry Nance. Um so I think as a, you talked a little bit about depth there, Evan. I think the depth of this team actually is a lot better than it was, uh, say, at the deadline initially, or I guess pre-deadline. Um, but I do obviously losing Kyrie. That's a monster loss, and it may not really come into play until they start playing the top tier teams later in the postseason. But yeah, it's still a big factor.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It might not. Yeah, we might not see how important Kyrie was until later on. Um, mm-hmm. Jack, do yeah. you want to you touch on this, though, Jack?
0: Well, I'd say, really, the big thing that I'm concerned about for Cleveland, in addition to losing Kyrie, is just the roster they have has only played, what, 20 games together?
1: Yeah. 25?
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a big concern. I mean, obviously, it shows how great LeBron is to be having different guys coming in, a revolving door of players, but... I mean, I I like this team's chances of getting to the finals, and a big part of that is because I just don't trust Toronto. I don't think the (laughs) Sixers are quite there yet, and Boston isn't what we were looking at Boston to be. So I I expect them to get to the finals, but I I could see them getting killed again.
2: That's what my expectation is. And you talked about, uh, you know, them not playing too many games together. I think that's what they really use these first two, at least the first series initially and then potentially against Toronto to kind of, you hate to say a tune-up in a playoff atmosphere. (laughs) But I definitely do think it it, it will help them chemistry-wise. And, you know, if they're able to get on a run in those first two series, then you're really going to see this team kind of rolling full steam ahead.
1: Do you guys think there's any chance that it, they could be, and we've seen it before, where they're waiting around for the other side to get finished? Do you think we could see any of that this year? They're able to blow through a couple of their series, and then all of a sudden they got to wait for a seven-game series to wrap up on the other side?
2: Um, I, You know, that could come into play maybe in that first series. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, you know, it, I'd be surprised if they blew Toronto out of the water, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah maybe in the first series but apart from that I'm not sure yeah I'll tell you one thing if Toronto can beat them
0: man that would be an awesome oh. coming of age for DeRozan
2: oh
1: yeah what a year man. that would be what a year yeah. that'd be huge for any everything the NBA I mean that'd be I don't know if they want LeBron out but yeah that'd be crazy <laughs> <laughs> do you
0: guys want to give your finals picks and then Uh, if you guys have any other big picture questions for the playoffs, maybe we could throw a couple of those and then we can move over to some of these awards and
2: wrap up. Yeah, Jordan, you can go for it. Okay. Um, it's going to be, I hate to do this, but it's going to be Warriors and Cavs again for me. (laughs) Um, I think, I think Houston and the Warriors will be a phenomenal series. But again, I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that all of them will be all the Warriors will be healthy. The one thing about that series I think that could play in the Cavs favor is I do think that Rockets Warriors series could be a long one. Yeah. It could drag out if the Warriors are playing a seven game series and you look on the other side and the Cavs have a nice little five game, you know, series to get to the finals. You never know in a long series like that, a long physical series. Warriors could come out of that series a little banged up. Um and, and Steph Curry's health to me is it's such a key. And what's very interesting to me is the times he tried to come back this year following an injury, he got hurt right away again. It was it was almost like one or two games, and Curry was right back out on the. So he's very worrisome to me. I like the Cavs this year. I really do like the Cavs. I think the changes they made at the um, deadline really helped this overall roster. I think LeBron's on an absolute mission. And I'm heading into this series thing. The Warriors are going to be a little bit banged up in the finals. So I'm, I'm picking the Cavs to win the finals this year. Whoa.
1: Wow, yep. nice. LeBron gets his fourth. Wow. <laughs> Evan, I like you, it. Yeah, you I, can go for it. Well, I want to pick OKC to play Philly, but I don't think <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'd like to see that. Um, and, yeah, so I got OKC over Houston. So I don't have that Houston-Golden State matchup. But, um, you know, if it does happen, it. You brought up an interesting point, Jordan. I think the west West side of the, of the bracket, the Western Conference is going to have some series that go deeper and so it could hurt whoever ends up coming out of there because um, there's a chance they could have played maybe five or six games more than whoever they play on the eastern side yep. um, especially if it's Cleveland. But yeah, I think Golden State, in a Golden State OKC series, Golden State would take care of business um, in my opinion and then Yeah, on the east side, man, preseason I had Boston. Um, Obviously, that all changed with Kyrie going out. I really wanted to see Golden State Boston. But you got Cleveland and Philly, and I think Cleveland does win that one. So I think we got Warriors-Cavs for a fourth year in a row. (laughs) And I think the Warriors get this one. They'll take three out of the last four. Um, I'm really hoping for, uh, you know, I want to see Steph hitting threes and shimmying and doing his thing. Um, He got to do a little bit of it last year. I want to see more of that where we just see the the Steph Curry where he's just playing free and um, You know without injury, but it is interesting to note that he has he he is over 30 now um, He just turned 30 and he's got a lot of injuries um, That he's been playing with this year. So it'll be an interesting one to see but yeah, I I gotta pick Warriors over Cavs um, probably in in six interesting so Evan, I'm. I before
0: I give my pick, I'm just curious. Do you think that? Do you think that um, Cleveland has a better chance of beating Golden State this year? Uh, than
1: last year? I don't think so. I think the loss of this subtracting Kyrie from the team is going to hurt them a lot. Um, LeBron is playing better this year than he has in any year, though. So that is scary. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think they're better. I think. I think they're the best in the East, but I think the West has is just it's just so much better still. Um, although the East is starting to catch up.
2: Okay. To me, on that topic, Jack. Yeah. To me, I think they might have a better chance just because of how banged up a lot of these Warrior players yeah. are. Yeah, that's the one advantage. I think let let's be real. I don't I don't think the Ca- this Cavs team can beat the Warriors at a absolute one hundred percent. If those four Warrior stars are one hundred percent, it's it's extremely hard to see the Cavs beating them, but. I just think they'll have a couple long series. I'd be surprised if those four stars are all 100%. And I think that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the Cavs. Yeah, yeah I could see it going that way, too.
1: And I and I think, too, this Cleveland team, I don't know if you mentioned it, Jordan. You are kind of getting at it. But they are very complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, they they aren't really relying on Richard Jefferson and Sean Marion and <laughs> some of the older veterans that they had before. You know, they've got... Like you said, they got the bouncy guys like Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson, and um, they did a good job bringing in some of those younger guys to fill that role. George Hill is still relatively athletic; um, yep. and he's probably thirty years old or so. So um, maybe they are like a better complete team, but it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see how injuries all all shake out through this. And Golden State has had problems with that before, so yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go – I'm I'm pretty much with you, Evan. I've got Golden State over Cleveland. I mean, we, sadly, none of us uh, really diversified this. Uh, Jordan, did you say – did you say uh, – sorry, did you say Rockets or Warriors coming out of the West? Warriors. Yeah, so we all have yeah. the same finals yeah. <laughs> for fourth year in a row. But here's what I will say. I mean, as you guys touched on, injuries could really change a lot of these things. And I think the margin – the margin throughout the playoffs collectively is going to be a lot closer last year. So many games were just blowouts. Like there were only a handful of games that were single digit decided by single digits throughout the entire playoffs, um, which is just not entertaining. And I think it's going to be a lot more entertaining. I think a case could be made for Utah to slip into the conference finals. Um, I think a lot of cases could be made for a lot of these teams Flying under the radar, but ultimately, I, I do have Golden State over Cleveland.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what makes this playoff so intriguing is a lot of these teams, it feels like, have taken big jumps. A lot yeah. of these teams are ready to compete, and you're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot more of that in this postseason.
1: Yep. Yeah, and, and in terms of the fan bases, too, I think everyone, I, I kind of brought it up, I think everyone has, a, they all think they have a legitimate shot at moving forward. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Very intriguing, um, some very good matchups. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay, here's one. Best chance
0: to beat Cleveland in the East, what team? Philly or Toronto, really, I think it comes down
2: to, right? Yeah, I would say those are probably the two two teams. I think they're really kind of on the same line. I just think LeBron is so in those Toronto guys' head that it almost seems as as if the Sixers may have a better chance just because I don't think Embiid feels any of that.
1: I don't yep, think, you know, yeah.
2: it's not, to, to me, it's, and especially in a series like that, you know, then the pressure's not really on Philly. If they're playing LeBron in a conference finals, the yeah. pressure's not going to be on them. Yeah. Um, so I would say I would say Philly, I think, as, as long as Embiid's 100%.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say Philly, too. Um, I think, and I'm not going to go crazy because I just picked Cleveland to the finals, but I think <laughs> if there is a year where there's kind of a passing of the guard it could it could quite like quickly be this year with either Philly or if Milwaukee's able to get past Boston. I mean, you got two guys that are similar to LeBron um, size wise at least. You got Simmons and Giannis, and there's a chance that they could match up with him in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, um, and if they're able to get past him, uh, I mean, that'd just be huge. You got it. You'd have a new star. Um, not that those guys aren't stars already, but. To have a guy like Simmons or Giannis be able to match up with LeBron and be able to get past him and get their team to the finals, um, we've seen so many LeBron teams go to the finals. It's what nine straight years now, or whatever, ten straight. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, I don't know. It. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw out a crazy hot take. But if <laughs> there is a year, I think it's either this year, or maybe next year, um, where we see. I think. I think you gotta look for one of those two guys to be able to match up with LeBron.
0: All right, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch for. Um, I guess that's it for the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, you got Let's do this. We're gonna do this quickly, and then we're gonna check out for now. Um, I'm sure I'll be talking to you guys again during these playoffs because there'll be so much to talk about. We got two months here, and we'll see a lot of craziness. But uh, let's do let's do our awards here. So. If you want to provide a short reason, you can, but try to make your answers really quick. Let's start with MVP. Who you guys got? Jordan?
2: The MVP of the league is James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> number one in the West. Yeah, number one in the West. Phenomenal all year long. Consistent. James Harden's the MVP. My MVP, I guess. I should say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, I feel bad because I just kind of put a hot take out there. Um, I don't know. Okay, I'll, let me say this. Statistically, yes, Harden is the MVP. I am just not a fan of his game. Um, I don't like how he plays. I I think he gets a lot of his points by being able to throw his head back and draw fouls. Um, every, e- Almost every single step back is a travel. He takes three steps on every single one, pushes off a lot. Um, just from a basketball player standpoint, I don't like the way he plays basketball. I just don't think, I think he gets away with a lot of it and it shows well statistically. Um, but you can't discredit him getting his team to 65 wins this year and being, being able to play along another alpha in Chris Paul. So I don't know, statistically, I give it to Harden, but, um, I, I really like, I really like what, um, Giannis was able to do this year. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was not ready for that one. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting like three other names before yeah. Giannis. I'm going to drop that one on you guys, yeah. <laughs> Do you think the Bucks were good enough for Giannis to have a true case? That's the only problem is they were a seven seed, and that's what kind of shocked me when I got so into college basketball is I came back and I was like, oh, man, they're all the way down there. Um, but, yeah, I think... I don't know. They do the votes before the playoffs, right?
0: They've done it by now. I would think if they, if they yes. haven't, yeah. it's probably today, so maybe it's, tomorrow.
1: it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be hardened. But um, I don't know. Giannis he he averaged a double double this year. His first one ever. Um, really took huge strides. I thought in just developing his game. Um, I thought he, even though they're a seven seed, I really thought he made those around him better. Middleton averaged twenty again this year. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna stick with it, Giannis, although I know I'm wrong. So. <laughs> all
0: right. I would say Harden. I'm with you, Jordan, on that. I also you could look at just how fun that team was all year round, how well they've played, uh, sharing the rock, hitting big shots, and Chris Paul missing what, twenty games or so? Mhm. Yeah, something like that. So I, I, I would go Harden. I think it's I think it's his year. He was so close last year. I think he takes the torch this year. I'd say LeBron 2, and I'd put Anthony Davis
2: 3. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's the exact lineup I would have. Okay,
0: we're on the same page there. Also, I should add, um, Evan, we were talking Masters last time, and I was so close on my Ricky <laughs> Fowler pick. You were. So, so does this mean that uh, I picked Golden State, now they're going to finish second?
1: <laughs> could be maybe we'll get some uh we'll get washington or something to win it all then someone out of nowhere <laughs>
0: the patrick reed of the NBA yes. <laughs> playoffs all right um what do you guys think coach of the year there are a lot of names you could put in there
2: yeah, yeah. You go ahead jordan um i i agree with you there's a lot of names to me i think a lot of people will probably view casey as probably the quote-unquote favorite i think I think Stevens should win Coach of the Year. I really do. Um, So many young players on that roster. He's always able to get the best out of those types of players. Just proved it all year long. Um, And losing Hayward like that and still ending up the way they did, I mean, very impressive. So I think Stevens is my Coach of the Year.
1: Yeah, I'm right with you, Jordan. I like Stevens to win it. Um, All the injuries that they had, he was still able to get his guys to play. Um, I think... I think a guy that was really clo- close is uh, Quinn Snyder for yeah, was gonna, Utah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's your pick, Jack, but, um, I, you know, playing in the West, I know he had Mitchell, but they weren't supposed to do what they did this year, and he finished with 48 wins. Um, so he, he'd be my close runner-up, but I do like Brad Stevens.
0: I think there are so many different directions you could go with this. You could go with Dwayne Casey. You could go with D'Antoni for what – Yeah. The Rockets mm-hmm. achieved this year. You could go with Quinn Snyder. You could go with, um, let's see, we got. I'm looking at just the playoff teams. Oh, how about Brent Brown? That was going to be. I, I was yeah. going to talk about him as potential. Yeah, and maybe even Terry Stotts too. Yeah, Terry Stotts, and then the and Nate McMillan. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, right. There's so many guys. I like you. I like that you guys are going with Stevens. I would probably side with Snyder though.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, given where they were projected and where they finished. Yeah. yeah,
0: because I'd say Evan, you you mentioned this five in the West with Utah. That's
1: that's tougher than what the Pacers did with five in the East. Yeah, and they were they were so close to being a three seed in the West. Yeah, so <laughs> being up there with you know right behind Houston and Golden State that definitely says something. Um, so yeah, all right,
0: uh, rookie of the year, controversial one,
2: Jordan. <laughs> I think it's Ben Simmons. I mean, if you look at statistics, pretty much everything except for three-point shooting leans Simmons' way. Um, I just think his game is more developed at this point, and maybe as it should be. But I think he was the better player this year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I like Simmons a lot. I think he is a superstar in the making. He's going to be able to. I think he can carry this league um, into the future. This whole draft class is this whole class really? It's not a draft class anymore, yeah. but all the rookies. Um, I mean, I've been saying it before in my in my uh, big board. I really think this is going to be a year that we look back and say, "Man, there's so many star, there's so much star power in this class." Mm-hmm. And I mean, you had Simmons, Mitchell, Tatum, Kuzma, uh, Markkanen, just to name five that I can think of right there. Um, and Simmons wasn't in this draft, but you know, you could still kind of put him. Uh, yeah. In the first year, so yeah, I'm I'm with Simmons. I carried on a little too long there. Sorry, Jack. <laughs>
0: no, it's fine. I would just say I agree with you. I think so many of the guys that won this year could have won last year. Um, last year's class is pretty strong. I think they've been a little bit more slowly developing, um, but I, I I would go I would go Mitchell because okay. my argument would just be that um, Philly had Embiid and they had some of those veterans. And, I mean, Utah has some veterans, but I really think I I give a lot of points to what Mitchell's been able to do as the guy on that team with Gobert out for 30 games or so, maybe more than that. Yeah, it's a yeah. fair take. And playing in the West too at this time. Yeah, in yep. the West. All right, uh, let's see. Most improved, I think we can all agree on Oladipo here.
2: Yes. yes. Oladipo, shout out Andre Drummond. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, then, I'm with I'm with
0: Oladipo. Okay, and then def our uh, sixth man, Lou Williams, right? Yes.
1: Yes, I'm with Lou on this one. Although Gordon on on Houston, Eric Gordon, yeah. he was yeah. pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I want to give it to Lou. I don't know if he'll ever have another shot at this. I'd like to think he would. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was borderline all star. Out of yeah, six man role.
2: I think he's more than deserving. All right, and now here's your chance to disagree
0: with my Al Horford Defensive Player of the Year pick. <laughs> he, he's not going to win it. I'm going to make that clear. Um, also, I do think Simmons will win it, but um, I do I would go with Horford for Defensive Player of the Year.
2: Interesting. Wait, you do think who would win it? i I
0: said i i said simmons will win it for rookie of the year i was going to that yeah gotcha um and
2: i don't i horford's not
0: going to win it but i would give it to horford
2: okay um there's two main choices here i think that pretty much everybody will debate on i think Embiid should be the defensive player of the year um i completely understand people who lean go bears way but i've I mean, I watch a lot of Eastern Conference games. I watch a lot of Philly games. Um, And the way Embiid changes the game defensively is very, very impressive. Um, I I think he's a phenomenal defender, and I think he's deserving this year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, too. I like Embiid to win it. Um, Gobert's right there. I think Anthony Davis is right there, too. But, yeah, Embiid, every time he steps on the floor, he's, I mean, just personality-wise, and then his game too yeah he frustrates guys Mm -hmm. um gets in your head a little bit he's going to be one of those guys in the future where it's just you don't want to play against him um because he's 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 better and he's and he's just (laughs) one of those annoying guys i think um yeah he he has the ability to get himself um stuck in your head and, and really mess with you so yeah all right so i think that's it
0: that's a wrap Uh, Quickly, you guys want to give out your social media handles.
2: Uh, My Twitter is at RealJMorandini, and Instagram is at Jordan Morandini.
1: Yeah, and I'm uh, Twitter at Evan underscore on underscore Earth 96. Shout out to Jack for making that one up. (laughs) (laughs) And Twitter is uh, e myers 116 you mean Instagram is Emir? Oh yeah,
0: Instagram. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, Evan, are you going to be doing any NBA playoff blogging? Or are you mainly college hoops?
1: I'm gonna be focusing more on uh, putting out a big board here soon um, for college hoops this upcoming draft. But um, I don't know. I might. Maybe. Maybe I'll put together something. We'll see. Okay.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to watch. I will. I will put the link in the blog post. I will also include the link to Jordan's business. Um, And, uh, yeah, thanks again for you guys for joining me, doing a three-man show, TNT broadcast style. A lot of fun
2: here. (laughs) This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me, Jack.
0: Yeah, if you guys are up for it again, we could definitely do it again. It will be a lot to uh, look for this postseason.
1: Yeah, maybe if the uh, timing's right and we get some intriguing matchups, we can come back on and do this again. So, thank you, Jack. I I appreciate it. For sure. Right there with you.
0: Yeah, you guys can uh, tell me how crazy I was for picking the Celtics for the conference finals. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Pacers to be up 1-0. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you never know. (laughs) You never know. All right. Well, that – We'll do it for our show today. Thank you so much to Evan and Jordan for joining me. Always love having those guys on. Always do a great job doing three-man show um, was a lot of fun. I think it went really well, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. So if uh, you guys want to give feedback, because this is a little bit of a different show than we've done before, feel free to uh, write a review on iTunes, comment on the blog post, or on Podbean. Uh, we're up on iTunes, as I mentioned. You can subscribe to Press On Sports there. Lots of fun. You'll never miss an episode. Follow me on Twitter at velvita 7 That's V-E-L-L-V-I-T-A-7. And you will also never miss a podcast. I'll be tweeting those out. And you can hear my thoughts throughout the playoffs, um, although you may not want to hear them. Uh, so should be a lot of fun there. And looking ahead next week, I'm sure there will be a podcast coming out. Uh, this last week was fun. We did a double. Uh, we had two in a week, so not sure when the next one of these will be coming out, but you should be you should find out through social media or if you subscribe. So, yeah, there will be plenty to talk about with baseball continuing, and we've got the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs going on, and now the NBA playoffs. So lots of fun stuff to look forward to. Thank you again to everyone for listening and I'll see you soon.